Why is magic considered negative, but miracles are considered positive? It's difficult for me to answer the question because I, I'm not sure what magic means. And I'm not sure what about magic is not good. But I'll tell you what I think the answer would be, assuming I understood the question correctly. And uh, this touches on something very controversial, actually. And some people would say that it's actually a It's an argument amongst the earliest rabbis, the Rambam and the Ramban, that people love to quote in the modern world, modern Orthodox world. And that is the idea that when God Almighty created his world, he created all kinds of things, physical things and spiritual things. And he also created forces, possibilities. Not all of these forces are physical and normal in the conventional sense. There are energies in this world that are what they call paranormal. They're psychic powers or clairvoyance and things of this sort that give certain people a sensitivity and an access to information that others don't have and even give certain people powers that allow them to affect certain things in the world that other people don't have using spiritual forces. The idea is that that God Almighty made two parallel worlds, a good world and an evil world. And the good world and the evil world exist not only on the very physical plane, meaning to say, kindness is good, selfishness is wrong, preserving light is good, murder is bad, living morally is good, living uh, immorally is bad. Those are physical things that all of us relate to. There's good actions and bad actions. But there's metaphysical good and evil. And metaphysical good and evil is very elusive and very sensitive and therefore very dangerous. There are powers that exist in God's world that have spiritual ability to affect the world in real ways that come from evil. There are spiritual forces of evil. Black magic, sorcery, kishif. Uh, in, in biblical terms, you have ksimo, Koisim, Bilam was a Koisim. These are, these are, according to some opinions, real, viable, spiritual energies that exist in this world that certain human beings who have a great sensitivity can tap into. And they're Klippa, which means to say they have a unique um, liberal component, which is I can tap into these spiritual forces without having to acknowledge my creator. I can tap into the spiritual forces separating myself from the creator, which is why they're klipa. You have lahavdal, the same kind of energy, the same kind of forces in Kedusha. But in Kedusha, all of these energies are connected to God. Just think about this. Just think about this. You, you go lahavdal to a psychic who's going to help you see something that you want to see. And the psychic's reading would begin with the words, I see you would go to a prophet of God and he would say, God says. In the former, there is a clear spiritual power here. This person is sensitive to things other people cannot see. But 
the visionary, the psychic, can afford to be separate from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and he therefore prefers to be separate from God Almighty because he can afford not to have bittel, not to have a subservience to God and to live a life which is not necessarily consistent with his will. They're forces of Tumah. So they're spiritual forces, they're real forces, but they're evil forces. Prophets, on the other hand, spiritual forces that come from good, must be attached overtly to the Creator. And this is interesting. What is worse, a physical evil or a spiritual evil? A bad person or a person who uses spirituality in a bad way? The answer is, on a practical level, obviously an evil act is an evil act. But in terms of the far-reaching effect of it, spiritual evils are far more sinister, far more dangerous than actual evils and physical evils. Which is why when it comes to these kinds of things, you have to be very, very careful because the line is very fine. You're involved with the wrong piece and people, the tumma that you can bring into your subconscious, the uncleanness that you bring to your person is such that you may not even realize it and it can have a very long-lasting evil effect. So I'm assuming that's what you mean when you ask me magic and a miracle. In other words, two supernatural events. One comes from a connection to God. The other comes from a separateness from God. They're both real. One is Kedusha and one is Klippa. Now, as I mentioned to you at the outset, there are a lot of people who argue that the Rambam, I think it's of Pedikidalva, makes a mockery out of all this. It's all nonsense. It's all uh, hypnotic and false, and there are no real metaphysical forces. The Ramban, in his commentary on Chumash, disagrees with the Rambam. It's a huge debate. So there's different opinions about this, and there may be even ways of resolving the conflict, but at least from the perspective of those who acknowledge forces of Tumah that are spiritual, this is the story, this is the idea. Now I just want to finish. Over the years of our learning, I've told you many times a story with Alter Rebbe which is brought in, in I think, in Perlov's Mises. I don't think it's from the Rabbeim, it's from Hasidim. That the Alter Rebbe once said that, that the Gemara says that the Jewish people were totally immersed in idol worship and they couldn't get away from it, which is, of course, the ultimate spiritual evil. And they prayed that God should remove it. And idolatry lost its attraction, lost its temptation. Almost in no place in the world were people into black magic and things of this sort. So Alter Rebbe said, if there was an energy in the world, and the Chachamim removed it, they had to put it someplace else. So where did the energy of Avodah Zarah go? And the Alter Rebbe said, quote, which was placed in money, which is very physical, which we worship nowadays. And then the Alter Rebbe said something unbelievably compelling. He said, I'm not sure it was worth it. We may have been better off with the spiritual evil. And the commentary I'll leave for a different time.